0: Welcome to this week's BDE. We'll be covering the Cord Interplus deal. Elliot gets into mining. Toll Brothers flipping a data center for cash. MB reverses on EVs. What are you doing? I know what he's doing. Northwest or Norway transitioning this week in natural gas and Indonesia's Valentine's Day election.
1: Chuck got some feedback from... Uh, and I like Josh. From, I shouldn't
0: be being an ass. But from Josh. Being, sorry, Josh. I was being an ass.
1: Chuck got some feedback from Josh Young that he should do a pre-read at the beginning of the episode about all the things that we're going to talk about.
0: A summary.
2: That's not how you so, do podcast. So Chuck... Even I know that. Chuck...
0: Hold on. Let's, on let's his, do give his... credit where credit is due. Last week's BDE was the first one that out downloaded Chuck Yates needs a job. And it was uh, on the strength of Mr. Young, I think. The Josh, the Josh fanboys are pumping it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Arkansas's being replaced. That's the first time the boys have been back. A couple weeks. Arkansas has yeah. been out. I was out last
3: week.
2: You didn't week. bring your hair.
1: I didn't bring my hair. Yeah, I'm a whole new man. I'm 10 pounds lighter.
3: Dude, I got a lot of feedback about last week's show about how good it was. Really, and there there was another comment that I was thank God. There's they said Kirk, you didn't you didn't talk enough in that episode. <laughs> Lots of numbers. It's <laughs> <I was laughs> like my favorite. I know numbers, but I guess I just can't determine the difference between
1: locations and acres. No, my favorite comment was two weeks ago or three weeks ago.
3: We
0: need a whiteboard in here to just walk you through that. <laughs> but was, anyway. It was
1: no. Me. Let's keep it mystery. It was me, Kirk, and Chuck, and we came in here with like no plan and we just like bullshitting. And after we turn off the recorder, like man, like our show is so much less information dense without Mark here. <laughs> and then someone called us out on it, like in the comments, totally. we we're like, this is like way too much fluff. fluff. Yeah. Pissed. They're pissed. <laughs> They're mad. Yeah, people are mad. Chuck's the Mark micro celebrity, <laughs> the numbers guy's
2: the nano celebrity, <laughs> yeah. or the pico celebrity.
1: Look, we're only we're only powerful as a team. We can't, we can't have you missing Are you out on like Wonder
2: Twins
3: <laughs> hours. <powers laughs> <Yeah. activate. laughs> I think there's
2: some military team th- uh, symbolism in Colin's new do. Yeah, there, dude, yeah. I know we're going to talk about here.
3: mining today, but who's going to see the mining movie? The mining this movie mo- this weekend. What? What's the mining? Fucking movie? Dune Part Two is out, oh. dude. I am so been waiting
1: for
0: this. I never shit. saw
1: Dune Part One. So I don't know. what I saw about. the original Dune, was, which
0: was great. But I saw a great meme that talked about uh, something about how the budget was spent way too much on worms. <laughs> <And> that, was, <laughs> that was the issue.
1: Is this something I need to watch? Dune? Do I need to put it on the list? I mean, it's
3: about mining,
2: man. Okay. Mining so, for spice. Say so, less. Yeah, it's great. We, we say have less. a number of pop culture videos and movies that you need to put on your list. Okay, I
1: mean, that's what we need to come up with the BDE between M and A
2: takedowns.
0: Watch. watch some some culture
1: so all right i'll put it
0: issue one kick us off mark cord and inner plus
2: yeah it's the latest in uh, public company mergers bakken consolidation 11 billion in transaction value i think one point about a million and a half undeveloped acres Uh, the cord ceo danny brown will be the merged company ceo uh, Ian Dundas, who's the CEO of Enterplus, will stay on as an <clears throat> advisor to the CEO. And, you know, you look at, I, I think, the profile and duration of headline coverage, and maybe I don't uh, get access to or see things that um, cross the newswire, but uh, where it was broadly discussed or frequently discussed, but. It it seemed to disappear from the headlines pretty quickly, and one one of the data points or one of the comments in the press release that caught my attention in thinking about the the Permian the recent Permian deals is that the pro forma mm. inventory is enhanced to ten years at current at at current activity levels. And I'll turn it over to you, Chuck, for a little Bakken story time. Me.
0: Now, you know what this is the equivalent of deal-wise? This is when you get a friend request on Facebook from the head cheerleader in high school that you haven't talked to since graduation day, and you pull it up and she's got like 12 kids and weighs <laughs> 400 pounds. It's like, oh, great. I mean, this, this would have been a big deal in like 2012. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is when this deal should have happened. I but. feel
1: bad for everyone posting about MA after the pioneer deal and the endeavor deal like anything um, after those deals is gonna look less shiny and no, you that, deals like this and it's just like uh
0: <laughs> there needs to be one company in the bakken i mean you've still kind of got continental i think xto the remnants within exxon you got kraken <laughs> in there but at the end of the day i mean it's it's a basin that's in decline and i think the, gonna brag on uh on kane anderson here we actually like, kicked brag off brag
1: on kane anderson
2: did you yeah. work
3: there or something <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean i'd say nice
2: things but uh, you can no, find find replace kane anderson with chuck
0: <laughs> yeah exactly that'd be great no but uh we uh we in effect actually kicked off the bakken with like a bobby lyle And it's a great story in that literally the only reason Bobby Lyle had the sleeping giant field, the 50,000 acres there, is it was the only asset he owned that he couldn't sell. He was way over levered, he sold everything. This was uh, left, came to us, wanted to drill, had a thesis of drilling horizontal wells, too risky, too scary for us. He got some money actually out of Halliburton and went and drilled 9,000 foot laterals and basically put a glorified acid job on it. he was calling it a frack but it was you know it was just bullhead and acid down in there, and it worked like a charm and he was crushing it, drilling these great wells. So we backed him, we went from i think three hundred barrels a day of production to twelve thousand in like eighteen months, and sold it to enter plus made a fortune the uh the former uh House of Paul Van Wagenen became my house because of, uh, in effect, that deal. But that's what kicked the Bakken off. And the crazy part of that story is the only place a 9,000-foot lateral uh, would work with just an acid job were those 50,000 acres. We went about five miles away, tried the same thing. It didn't work. We We said it was a mechanical failure, and we just sold. And that wound up being the acreage that Brigham picked up and wound up selling because they figured out how to put the wax on it. Two? Uh the big um I'm blanking the the Norwegian Stad oil. Stad oil. There you go. Mm. So that was uh, that was actually the uh, the kickoff Statoil. of oil. the Bakken.
3: I just want to know it's in the north. Williston basin, do they mine like the Canadians do? I mean, is it basically taking uh I mean, is it come out of the ground liquid or is it? No, nah, you're drilling
0: wells. Yeah, you're. Kind of, you're, uh, you're. It's not. You're it's not strip oil. mining it. It's okay. not sands. It's yeah. not. Yeah, it's not all sands. So the I don't know. They might. To your point, there not being Northern any inventory might, there know. as we started drilling horizontals <clears throat> there in 2001, and you know, plus it's smaller than the Permian, just in general. But you, it's you, North you, Dakota's
2: Austin chalk. the
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Chuck's the Boomer Consolidator uh, meme. One one side note <laughs> here, I I did have the privilege of serving on a board years ago with Ian Dundas, which was a great addition to that board. He's learned a lot from him, and you know that's I think that's a good role for him post merger. Just a mm-hmm. really really good leader and really uh, thoughtful analyst.
0: Yeah. Did so, y'all
1: see this? <laughs> Sorry, I'm on Twitter. Did y'all see this video I posted of the pump jack with the ball and seat down on the bottom? Did y'all yes. see this? The guy, my friend's the one that took the video. He's like, he's taking it and it's a model of this pump jack at the top. And um, at the bottom, you have a ball seat, artificial lift. And he asked the guy behind the counter, he's like, he's asking about it. And the guy behind the counter is like, yeah, we have our own internal special parts in there, he's like, oh, what internal special parts? He's like, I can't tell you, It's proprietary. My friend's like, it's proprietary. <laughs> <laughs> Strategery. Alan Gilmer said something about, he said, yeah, that's two, two levels safer than proprietary and three <laughs> levels safer than, uh, uh what, what was the other word he said? Alan, dude, Alan's got some funny comments alan's on twitter dude. dude he's a funny dude I mean,
0: hey, hey alan's standing invite to come <laughs> sit in on bde with us we, we do see Gilmer? if we can beat josh's numbers
3: if we had alan in here that'd be dude she invited me to his who's, to his spread with the piano bar oh yeah i saw that i mean yeah, so his man
0: cave yeah
3: so i got i, I yeah. have to invite him back here that's I mean, no
1: that's what we should do podcast read, from the we should piano record bar. yeah pd a bde from the drilling info dude the 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 man the piano man bar cave. yeah yeah Let's That's that. I bet he
3: plays mean. All right. of those mean chords.
1: That's our asked Alan Gilmer. We're coming to Austin recording BDE. From oh yeah, the, we are in the man cave. All right, because I miss
3: his great. He had the best events, man. He when when he was at his prime, they threw the greatest events. Well, he just
1: posted a he posted a picture and it's a limo from <laughs> Napa and it was Dolly Parton and Kenny and, Rogers, right? Uh, Willie Willie Nelson. Willie. Yeah, yeah. No, You can't. And, have you don't I want to be in the middle of. Of uh Kenny and Dolly, I commented and I said, "Is this real because it looked like the real people. He's like, the night was real, and he's like, the young lady that hooked up with uh, the <laughs> Willie Nelson impersonator from Las Vegas also thought it was real." <laughs> 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 and i was just like that's funny but yeah they weren't got these vegas impersonators to come hang out with them at nate but i thought it looked like them i thought it was them and, so, and it would
0: be an alan gilmer thing to do so yeah for sure the movie maker
1: <laughs> the movie maker
0: so sorry to get derailed from the core deal but uh, you just, know i mean it's they're gonna merge down to one player there they're gonna continue to cut gna there's not a whole lot mm. They say 10 years to drill, which means there's probably five. And it is, I will say it wouldn't be a bad thing, even though it's smaller for an institution to own, because it is kind of your pure play oil play uh, out there. You're not going to have natural gas gumming up the works there just because they don't really like you do in the Permian. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, there's a couple of, this is just anecdotal, but I've been hit up by three EMPs this week about hey who do we talk to about bitcoin mining because gas prices are just getting wrecked and looking for new revenue streams so i think that's interesting because i don't think i've ever had it where so many mps are reaching out inbound usually it's you know last few years is teaching people about it but now people are thinking i'm tired of selling and
2: there's a a relevant conference coming up
1: soon <laughs> Oh, no, that's Empower is gonna be lit this year yeah if you're not also prices go up at midnight which this podcast to come out gas tomorrow, <laughs> no, come out yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. gas <laughs> prices are going if, up if, at if, midnight yeah, yeah gas prices yeah you don't have that luxury of just you're not gonna
0: index empower
2: prices yeah, and
1: gas prices
0: yeah okay i'll get off my soapbox but i'm just gonna say this you're an oil and gas company you have cheap gas you can actually plug in a computer and mine yourself yeah
1: yeah so Yeah, come to Empower because I'm not trying to shill our own shit here, which I need to be better at, but it's going to be badass time. I wanted to change the name. You know, it's Empower Energizing Bitcoin. I wanted to change it to Empower. We're so back this this year. (laughs) Everything's ripping, so it's going to be fun. But I think it's interesting. You just brought up, you know, the liquids versus gas with that. Like, you're seeing a lot of these EMPs that
0: are just getting crushed on the gas side. We've said, in in fairness to us around here, tooting our own horn, Love that expression um <laughs> no we've we've said you ought to be hooked up, and you ought to look every day, just like you sit there and go, "Do we strip out the ethane you know and sell it separately? You should do that every day. Do I mine Bitcoin with it, or do I sell the natural gas into yeah. the pipeline i mean it's It's the same same capex versus cost, et cetera decision or discussion you have on every other thing yeah.
2: you produce absolutely. absolutely. We should probably get amalgamated sludge, aka Dave I mean, Morrison. Question: I really Do they have Come fast on.
3: internet in these locations to mine Bitcoin?
1: Yeah, that's not a problem anymore. I used to like that's so 2018. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> asking its, it's location. Oh, wait, wait, I'm no, sorry. No, is it satellite driven? Because <laughs> I know
3: how fast satellite original satellite internet. You're like.
1: Do have you do do used Starlink, do. though? Starlink's fucking amazing. How fast is it? Very fast. You can mine Bitcoin with Starlink. I am up. I can take Zoom calls on the plane with Starlink. They have it on JSX. You ever flown JSX? Fuck, I'm not rich like you guys. It's cheaper to fly JSX <laughs> than it is southwest sometimes to Dallas. It's cheap. Really? Yeah, if you ever fly up to Dallas, you should be flying JSX, but they have Starlink on it, and you can stream calls up there. You're getting, like, 70 to 80 megs. Crazy. I'm just saying
3: when I'm fighting all these other Bitcoin miners and speed is everything, it's really the speed of your network that matters almost as much as your AC. Yeah.
1: It's actually the well the speed that's of that's my question. Yeah. If I'm in the middle of bum you don't need you don't need fast internet for Bitcoin mining because you're hashing and 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 submitting your answers, like you don't need it's not speed doesn't help you. You need connectivity, but
3: so you need horsepower, but you you think network speed is not relevant. It's less important.
0: Yeah. All right. You heard it here. There we go. So, all right. On to mining. Yeah, Elliot, I
1: pretty heard well. We about mining the Dune. We did. No, we did. I already yeah. covered it. Mining's done. Nah. <laughs> Elliot will off, talk, Mark. Elliot. Mike's not even laughing. He's just trying to get the topic
0: going. <laughs> oh, Mark's like, didn't y'all, did y'all get enough criticism Mark, without me Mark's like, quit I'm quitting,
1: interrupting me. You know, the guys no, I'm, that I'm always give me comments on the
3: show are guys that probably just really like Mark, yeah. <laughs> and they tolerate the rest of us. I know one of our fans. Yes.
0: No, that's true. <laughs> oh my gosh! That's everyone really yeah,
1: like I wish everyone else would just <laughs> shut the hell
2: up so I can listen to Mark. That's, that's right, how go, the Mark.
0: Yates household operates. But anyway.
2: So Elliot, well-known activist, uh, announced last week. I saw a um, summary in Twitter since I don't subscribe to the source, which is FT. Um, they're rolling out a, a one billion dollar metals and mining war chest known as Hyperion. Objectives are under finance mine investments and possible public company buyouts. And as we've talked about in our mining detours over the past several months and a couple of years, we're looking at a a global capacity pinch in a lot of the base metals and other minerals that implies that you'll need a multiple of current capacity, not fractions in terms of growth if we're going to get to the Nirvana state, not Nirvana state that many envision. It's it's big. So looking at, and we've talked about this before as well, but these are nifty little compar- <clears throat> comparatives. I found a new favorite tool um, called Companies Market Cap, and it's the largest mining companies, which happened to number 223 in this snapshot. Their total market cap, BHP at the top at 144 billion. The total market cap of these 223 mining-related companies, some are precious metals, et cetera, is 1.54 trillion. Today, Apple boasts a market cap of 2.8. And you look at the critical dependencies on everything that Apple does and all of its peers, on all of the commodities produced and precious metals produced by these companies and others it's <clears throat> it, it, it seems to suggest some opportunity um obviously it, it seems to but we've been talking about that for years you know um like
1: I wouldn't want to invest in any of these mining companies just because it always seems like the thesis always seems sound but it is crazy like I was at Exxon's campus me and Chuck were a while back and you see how big that company is and it's hard to just kind of fathom how big those companies are. But then you look at Apple's market cap. What'd you say Apple's market? 2. cap? 2.8 trillion. 2.8 trillion. Exxon is 415 billion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it, you can't even wrap your head around. It's kind of analogous. Yeah. You can't even wrap your head around how much bigger Apple is from a market cap standpoint than than Exxon when you go to Exxon's campus and you just like see how big of an operation that is and then to just think that Apple is literally several times bigger than
2: it. I I think when we looked at it from well you could buy all these top 223 with a little more than half of Apple's market cap and you'd have a lot left over to buy years of supply and copper et cetera in terms of money left over. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you
3: might not be able to, to reach the scale of an apple, but, there, but basically what this story is representing is people are seeing this huge opportunity because if the world continues to go electric and there's need, all these, the, you know, the energy transition needs all these metals, common mm-hmm. metals, copper being number one and all these precious metals. There's a few great mining companies yo having worked for one for a brief period of time um but elliott's not alone they've jumped in there's Orion resource partners appian capital and then interestingly enough saudi arabia has jumped in um they established a joint venture last year called Minara minerals so everyone's sort of seeing that let's go after the source Uh, i remember when i was working for a computer company that Flat screens. When when flat screens started becoming, hey, not only flat screens, but we could make these TVs, and mm-hmm. uh, silicon became a commodity that all of us looked at. In fact, my company, we set up a joint venture to go actually buy that commodity directly and sell it to our the Partners that actually made the product, and then we'd buy it from them. Mm-hmm. Um, this is seems like just another one of those plays where it's like we need to go to what the you know, what is the most um expensive um material in, in the bomb of these of these of these cars? It's going to be you know, it's the precious metals. Well, let's go make sure that we have you access to the those bomb of these cars, bill of materials, or uh, oh. no, not bomb oh. acronym. Oh. <laughs> I was sorry, that's old speak, but I was just thinking about if these are the most. Um, sought out materials and the most expensive materials. Let's go get them.
1: <laughs> I just thought you were taking a jab at EVs. He said in the bombs of these cars, I was like, There the was EV a double <laughs> entendre in there. Wow. <laughs> That's what my mind doing. I was like, damn, he's talking about shit about EVs. Speaking <laughs> of EVs, who's uh, Mercedes? Was it Mercedes? Mercedes, <laughs> yeah. Mercedes in 2021 puts out <clears throat> an estimate that 50% of their new sales will be EVs by the year 2025. So it's coming up here in a year. And they just readjusted that target to say, oh, actually, that's going to happen by 2030. And so moving the goalpost here.
2: It was 100% by 2030. Everything they make was 100%. And the ED. original? Yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I just saw the
2: 50% number. And uh, there was a story that and came out today. And with the caveat, today, as markets allow. Story
3: today about both Lucid seriously, Lucid and Rivian. You know, before they were saying they, they've, they raised all this capital and they're like, well, we can't build fast enough. And they're learning how to manufacture quickly at scale. And they're running to all the same problems that all these, you know, the Fords of the world of like, we've done this for years, get out of the way. But they're finally starting to figure out how to manufacture these things. And now they can't find customers. So the market's gone soft. And what Rivian came out and said is that interest rates are high and there's uh, economic uncertainty. And so they're unable to offload their cars, but but yeah. unlike the mercedes-benz they can go to the ice vehicles
1: um yeah, and be okay what's yeah you know it's interesting because it is like tesla adoption in houston's material like i see very material looks tesla's like. everywhere i mean i'm driving down i10 and i would say that you know one out of every five six cars it's less like it seems like it's less than 10 sometimes on stretches of the highway where you see a tesla so what's clear to me is that tesla's head and shoulders above the rest of the competition when it comes to EVs. And so you're kind of seeing this, uh, I think you're seeing this separation where it's like, yeah, I'll have a Tesla, but I'm not really interested in any other EV from any other manufacturer, whether it's Mercedes or Rivian or you know F-150 Lightning's getting crushed. So I think that there does need to be some separation in Tesla from the rest of the
2: pack. But yeah, the... um, you know, so, so comparing the 50 or calibrating the 50% goal to global new car share of EVs <clears> in, in Europe where Mercedes-Benz is located, that was 8% of total global <clears throat> new car sales last year were EVs, 13% in Europe. Yeah. It's a pretty long putt, 50% in these rather approaching the end of the runway deadlines or
1: you know what yesterday i had a had an encyclopedia busted out and i'm just reading a bunch of random shit and one of the chapters was on internal combustion engines and it had a little section on rudolph diesel and rudolph diesel was such a fucking chad so do you know
3: do you know there's some like huge mystery around this guy too. No, I didn't know. Yeah, that. there's some good like great stories about but them.
1: But I imagine but new you know, world gasoline mystery? gasoline engine comes out, dude sees that hey, you know, people in rural areas need a more energy efficient engine, invents the diesel engine, has a higher compression ratio than gasoline, runs off of peanut oil so people could, you know, boil their own peanut oil and run run off of it and then just thinking like, you know, how much more efficient diesel engines are than Gas engines in Europe's historically always had high percentages of diesel vehicles, which are super fuel efficient, and we just never did that in America because everyone always thought of diesel as being dirty and, and clunky, and I always think about that. It's like, why, why are we not running more diesel engines and cars? Why are we not running more plug-in hybrids? Can you run plug-in hybrids with diesels instead Ooh. of you know, running it simultaneously with a gasoline car. I don't know, but.
0: Back in in 2000, call it 17 and 18, when I was fundraising energy fund, eight, that was all the rage, you know, Tesla is out. They're not going to be any internal combustion engines on the road in five years. And I I used to always give this speech where I would get up there and read the, these headlines about, you know, Electric cars set to take over, electric cars, women find sexy, you know, just all these headlines stuff. And then I would go through the speech about how <laughs> we got 300 million cars in the United States. You know how long they stay on the road forever. I mean, 92% of cars are on the road 10 years later. Not I ran through all this and I would basically say, you know, nothing's going to happen, you know, for whatever, 20, 30 years. And I'd get the polite applause, and then I'd go. Oh, by the way, those headlines I read to you—they were from the New York Times, 1917, 1918, and 1919. <laughs> this is nothing new, guys. Yeah. You know? Well, it's interesting. Like right now,
1: you know, I've got a 2015 Toyota Tundra. You know, it's got 150,000 miles on it. Thing runs just as good as ever, and you know, it's coming up on what is it? Nine, it's nine years old now and it's paid off and if i wanted to go trade in on a tesla with interest rates where they're at i mean i'm just looking at like it doesn't it doesn't make sense from an economic perspective i'm like why would why would i want to go buy a new car in the first place and then a expensive ev on top of it and so you know i think evs have a place in the world i think that they're they're cool cars but the and you can go back and find like episodes from back in the day or even before BDE when it was me and uh Rob doing the roundup I mean we're just talking about like these 2021 predictions are just fucking crazy actually I should go to Clyde Pro and search up Mercedes and see if we yeah covered that story back then because all these all these goals and predictions that came out during the zero interest rate phenomenon of 2020 and 2021 I want a tracker for it. We should build a tracker on DW's website.
0: Well, and let's go all the way back to the late '90s because I think there's a classic Goldman Sachs research report that said by the year 2015 or something, 50% of all cars would be hybrids. And I don't think hybrids ever hit didn't make it two percent of the market.
2: There, there is hope for an inflection in the in the change in consumer choice for EV adoption. You listen to Rogan's podcast with. A guy who absolutely hates modern stuff, <clears throat> who was actually born in Dearborn, Michigan. Kid Rock. <laughs> Kid he said, Rock. "I love the Cybertruck. I hate the fact that I love it, but I love it." And then Rogan told the story of him shooting the eighty-pound bow yeah. into the side of the uh, Cyber Truck, and it bounced. barely made a scratch. It bounced, it flattened the broadhead. Nice my
0: my favorite ev story is so i drove a tesla x for six years and one night I just, it, was this offsetting the jet th- this was offsetting the jet i also had a hummer at yeah, the time. yeah there too. you go so, whatever you have a big investor watch too. i was talking to i kind of had the right <laughs> right tool. chuck has
3: the biggest watch in the room right yeah now. exactly there we
0: go <laughs> so uh anyway i one night i just forgot to plug in my car so I get in my car, and I live 25 miles from the office, right? So I'm driving in, and I've got 80 miles left. I've got a meeting in the woodlands later that afternoon, then a kid's soccer mm-hmm. game, and I'm just like, oh, man. So I'm sitting there, and this is when the chargers at Whole Foods would maybe charge 10 miles an hour.
2: Unless my Raptor was parking the spot.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so I'm driving along, and I finally can't figure it out. So I just drive into the office, and I go to my assistant. I go, Stacy, I'm sorry you're going to have to drive to the supercharger north of town. It's about 12 miles from here. It's going to take you about an hour, hour and a half to charge my Tesla and bring it back. And she goes, man, you've officially become a prick.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Another task for Clyde pros to find out how many times we've, we've told told that that story. (laughs) Hey, do you know,
3: you know who the largest EV um, company is right now?
1: The largest, or they're the top
3: selling EV maker. It's out
0: selling Tesla right now. No. It's yeah.
3: Chinese. You're right. You know the name of them. It's three letters, right? BYD. BYD. Bring uh, bring your anyway. <laughs> <laughs> bring your what? But I'll tell you, what got me interested in BYD is they just they're they just announced a car that sort of rivals the Ferraris of the world, Ferraris and Lamborghinis. It's the most expensive car for them. It's. 1.68 million won or $233,000. And it's called the Yang Wang U-9. And it's only being sold in China. Yang Wang U-9? Nice. Yang Wang U-9. Dang. I'm like, it looks That's pretty damn cool. It's
0: as expensive as your car. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Yang it's
1: Wang U-9. U-9. It,
3: it
0: looks pretty looking? badass. Make, you can only get in Jacob China, though. throw one up.
1: This does look sick. Jacob's going to have to throw this up on the,
0: on the screen. Oh, dude.
1: I mean, it's pretty hot.
0: Oh, I'm all over that.
3: Dude, you look so good getting in and out. I would. Gosh. Think about your girlfriend. Old, She'd
0: never allow you to drive it without her in it. Ah, yeah, I could imagine. Old yeah, it Ritz. It's, it's kind of got like
1: Ferrari and now I drive Bugatti. I think <laughs> like if, if a Ferrari or a Corvette had a baby with a Bugatti, that's what. That's it. That's a great, nice. great expression. It's what the. What was it? The U9. What's the company's name again? B-Y-D, byd, 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 but they, byd they... bed or bde.
0: That's a, that's the natural B- sponsor. We'll, we'll, yeah, yeah. Stop talking. Send us
2: one send of those. Send us a, we'll
3: a share car. Share it. They, <laughs> we'll, they market we'll their luxury their luxury models under the the brand of Yang Wang and Feng Cheng Bao. Ooh, do you want a Feng Cheng Bao or Yang Wang? You sound Chinese.
0: I I like either it. one,
3: man. <laughs> if, you, if if it looked that cool, I don't care what it's called. With Bad some out. plum
0: sauce, that'd be great.
1: <laughs> that is pretty cool.
3: I am going to. Well, it's Japanese, but you know. What's the? Yeah, can we import area.
1: Chinese cars? Like, I wonder if anyone with enough resources can. Oh, I'm sure that there, over. there's big sellers be a few. in Europe. Yeah.
0: Oh, I bet Hunter Biden could get us one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: great.
3: Now our show's going to be. Freaking. Yeah. yeah we just got fired on YouTube. Thanks, Chuck. Yeah. Sorry God, about I that. Can pack it up, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. right. Crazy story. I actually like this one and I'm gonna steal your thunder and tell it, Mark. But Toll Brothers, they build luxury houses. I'll steal your joke, depending on what you think luxury means. But uh, they had some land in Virginia. They were going to build houses on it and a data center developer came along and paid them $181 million for this and so Toll Brothers said it was such a good offer they just had to take it. So they made like 175 million bucks on this one deal. So crazy to think <clears throat> the dirt actually matters that much for a data center and then, but in that where Dominion's servicing people and saying they can't take more data centers, which
2: I'm sure they checked i Directionally. Um, yeah. Or maybe they're just buying an option. For, Let the buyer beware. Who for a 31x pre-tax multiple, by my calculation. I mean, yeah. if,
3: you're, if you're in real estate, of course you're selling, if somebody comes in and says, I'm going to pay a multiple of what it's listed for right. or what you think you're going to turn it into, I want to know who bought it. Do
2: it, we it, have any of that data? It wasn't this fallow tract of land either because Toll Brothers said in their earnings call, and this just came out of a Bloomberg screenshot from a tweet that I saw, uh, the comments from, I guess, the Q and A on this, <clears throat> they were in motion with, uh, permitting construction approvals already. So it's, I don't know how far down the road, I'm not a home builder expert in terms of what that takes. And I guess it varies location to location, but this was not just some option piece of land that they had. Mm. And so, is is a data center developer or operator, you know, reaching some level of urgency that makes them come in and as the CEO of Toll Brothers said on the call, came along and made us an offer that we couldn't refuse? And is it really a one-off? And so, you know, where's, <clears throat> where's this land? See, this type of frothy activity where you you've got intended purpose and somebody comes along and says, we got to have this. Price is really not. I'm curious why the I got two initials issue. for a
0: while DC, right? Yeah. I mean, you want to be near the capital, yeah. With uh, with data centers, yeah, it could be. Yeah. Where are they going to plug it in? I know, because uh, we've we've reported here many times. Dominion is supposedly telling data center customers. I
3: mean, you already have largest subset of data centers in the area already. Yeah. Are these? Is this maybe building a I mean, unless they're going to shut some down or maybe I mean, because one of the problems with existing data centers is not only the power coming in and out having enough is cooling down and all the water use of especially these higher performing NVIDIA chips. So maybe one of the problems with existing data centers is you can't just pull out these server racks and put in higher higher performing GPUs because the power and the actual data center design itself is, you can't do it. So maybe this is a way to reallocate power. I don't know. It'd be interesting to find out. Or we yeah. can
2: just run an extension cord from North Dakota. Or oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> John Arnold's new company. Yeah. I, yeah. I saw
2: something you guys know much, the, the CPU to GPU multiple of power consumption is like four to five. Oh yeah. It's big.
3: It's huge and the price difference is huge too because i used to uh, buy gpus at said computer company i worked for
1: yeah but also i mean just the yed (laughs) l-e-a-e-d backwards that's something like that yeah trying to find
0: the land in question is 19508 freedom trail road in ashburn loudon county and was purchased from home builder toll brothers by JK land holdings well,
2: 108 been acres in the acres lot yes for they 180 have
0: 180 million dollars that's crazy
2: we're going to steer clear of that
0: do you think that guy got Subject a commission matter. big
3: commission for selling that thing
1: anyway i was going to say also that <clears throat> i mean CPUs and GPUs aren't apples to apples
2: no they're not right? and so, calculation versus yeah. estimation and so makes sense that GPUs going to take more sure
1: more energy but
2: but just just the order of
1: magnitude
2: and the
3: i mean the, everything about gpus is i mean the, the 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 memory is is very special graphics memory and it's super expensive um and you know, every time funny. nvidia designs a new asic they design a specific type of memory to go with that asic and that's that's a
1: a nightmare it's well, you know it's, what's funny is that's what you're gonna see more asics come on to the market actually I was talking to some VC and he's like yeah you know we <clears throat> invested in this tech company and, you know they're creating something that's called an ASIC that's like a GPU but it's only meant for artificial intelligence I was like yeah and I was like oh it's an ASIC he's like oh how'd you know what an ASIC is I'm like thought we use them for Bitcoin mining like, <laughs> <it's just laughs> Because Investors not, are always smarter than you. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way you gotta be careful about yeah. it. Um, but so you'll see different technologies and ASICs come out on the market too that are more energy efficient for, you know, specific things like language models. But we programs. should talk about this.
3: And, and I know we're underprepared today, but the amount of water when, when does that ever stop? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you and me, yeah, but yeah, Mark's here. Marks, Mark's here. here. That is Is the amount of water use. Like all these big data companies are, are under reporting or not reporting or haven't highlighted how much water they need to cool off all their data centers. So that's something we should at least Do you have any metrics? Yeah, I saw an article. Most, well, metrics? Yeah, I can make shit up. Let's make some shit up. Acres uh,
2: locations?
0: Swimming pools? How acres. Many swimming this pools? is acres.
3: Acres of, of water.
1: Well. Um, In right locations. You know, like most Bitcoin miners are air-cooled so they don't use water cooling.
2: Oh, that's changing. Um,
1: but, you know, the actual data centers probably Uh-oh, use a lot of tech bro throwdown. <laughs> liquid nah, cooling. I mean... I mean, immersion cooling fucking sucks, like, in terms of operations. It's just... It does suck, it's but difficult. it definitely works. Yeah, it works for sure. Um, on this note, though, while we're on this topic, um, I don't know if y'all saw this or not, but the U.S. Department of Energy... Um, put out a notice to all Bitcoin miners that they had to report where they're located, what their energy of usage was. Do. And, um, you know, it was kind of big news. It's funny because, like, all the oil and gas guys are laughing on Twitter, like, oh, good to do EIA reporting, like, you know, making fun of them. And I was like, dude, are we bootlickers now? We want more <laughs> federal oversight? Like, what the fuck? But, anyways, I want to give a shout out to my friend Dennis. Um, with the Satoshi Action Fund and uh, uh the uh, Texas Blockchain Council fought it and um in partnership with Riot Blockchain and got a restraining order placed and ultimately paused um the reporting so I thought that was um, I thought that was really interesting to see that happen so
0: I the, can't even see what their justification is for causing that reporting You know what I mean? mean, Yeah. It's always the environment or kids, right? Mm -hmm. That's always the basis of everything the government needs to do. Well, you
1: know, it's funny because, like, I had this lady in my mentions the other day, and she's like, oh, well, what do you think about, you know, Riot? And apparently she's leading this whole effort to protest Riot because Riot has a data center or a mining center right next uh, to someone's house. And you know, first off, like, I have no sympathy if you're out in the country and infrastructure is being built by you. Like, this is like rule number one. It's like, if you enjoy the view, you better own the land, right? Same fucking concept. If you don't want something built right next to your house, better buy the land next to it. And not saying that you shouldn't be a good operator and take care of your neighbors, but NIMBYism is the worst thing of all time. And it's kind of embarrassing when it happens to people in rural communities. Like, this one time we're drilling for berry petroleum and we're drilling in Gardendale, Texas, which is just north of Midland. And it's not an official city. It's just where some people put some double wides and then they started building neighborhoods <laughs> and like it's it's a it's a little city, but it's not officially incorporated. And we're drilling wells right in between people's houses. I mean, their houses were right on the side of our reserve pits and you know, we try to be good neighbors and good operators. Like, we didn't trip pipe at nighttime. Um, pretty much stopped our operations at nighttime so people could sleep. And, um like, don't get me wrong. I know it sucks, but it's like, hey, don't fucking <laughs> move out to the country in a place where infrastructure is being built. You literally live in Midland, Texas. How do you know that, though? I mean, when you're... How do you know if infrastructure is being built? You don't, you never do. that's a risk. That's what I'm saying. Hey, if you don't want any neighbors, buy fucking 200 acres and put your house right in the middle of it so that you got a buffer. But if you buy a five-acre plot and someone builds something right next door to you, tough shit. So, you know, having a little bit of uh, accountability and ownership, like I don't, I don't feel bad for people. Um, so zero sympathy from frack slap on, on that front.
0: All yeah. right. <laughs> Just, uh, quiet this effort. week in natural gas.
2: A <laughs> couple of items. Um, this is really an ode to Kirk's newfound affinity for nat gas. Topical material, which is great. Yeah. Topical Since material. it was my first choice in the like energy czar draft more than two something. years ago. Do You and our kindred, man. Pakistani government approved the start of construction of the first 80-kilometer segment of a total length 800-kilometer pipeline to connect to Iran. Okay. And so to say that there's not a tremendous number of hurdles, not the least of which is what does Iran look like from a prior state or sanction standpoint looking out Next year, next five years, the next decade, uh, probably a pretty low risk that this actually gets done, but I think it's representative or symbolic of, and we've talked quite a bit about Pakistan, including their election. Last week, they had trouble, as you recall, securing a single LNG cargo in the energy crisis of 22-23 first response to that was to quadruple their coal fire generation over time. And now you look at kind of the reality of the pivot to natural gas and where, where does it source? hmm This all kind of ties into the theme of the U S pause on LNG. What are we doing? Doesn't really affect anything today or in the queue to essentially double lng export capacity but what does it mean for where does market share go in the longer term post 2030
0: so well and this flies right in the face of everything we heard from u.s government officials during the the pause we're taking at looking at lng export is oh well the market doesn't need this well great there we go let's hand the iranians more hard currency
2: and, and the market might not, but you look at the the players involved here, Iran and Pakistan. You've got a nuclear power and a, a, so, power. a, a society and a um, uh, Islamic republic that is very different in its and,
0: as, and as in we, its doctrine, and as we saw in Europe. Providing natural gas to people can be used as a weapon. It was used as a big weapon by the Russians. So, I hate to let that take hold when Toby Rice is happy to ship them LNG.
2: And we're not saying that. You know, we're continuing to operate on the assumption that the U.S. <clears throat> LNG players, like every other provider, or an investor of risk capital, is you know going to let largely. Market factors decide whether or not to build. Not that we won't or couldn't overbuild, but I think countries that are in deficit for natural gas are telling you that they're looking out long term and saying, I've got to find something more secure. Pakistan calling. (laughs) (laughs) FBI is telling us to shut up. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And then the other the other piece under this, and somewhat in the same theme, is that the Qataris announced last week they're adding. Mark bread. has no Straight fucking. In, dude. Mark no,
1: has no fucking sense of humor. <laughs> Does not give a shit about us. Continue on, Barking.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he said Q on earlier. Was that Q and A? I couldn't figure no. it out.
2: All right, sorry. q your, we'll Q. Have, we'll have downloads
0: <laughs> this week. <laughs>
2: Now the Qataris have announced that they're adding another 16 million tons of LNG capacity by 2030 against the current baseline capacity of 142 million metric tons. Again, 2030 and beyond. And we talk about this, you know, kind of hit pause button while countries are showing that they're wanting to continue to hit play longer term, they see the structural market reality based upon where they think demand's going to go. So, um, we're going to get out there as a first mover or one of the first movers and thinking about mm-hmm. longer term, that there's a pretty, pretty growthy horizon for LNG. They may be wrong, but yeah. there, there's no hesitation, um, I think, to, um, to, to, to try and and capture what I think is going to be a fairly robust market share game going out beyond 2030. I agree. I mean, I don't see LNG slowing down. So just not sounds, at all.
1: I mean, it's it is kind of cool. Like <clears throat> when you think about it, that we can literally liquefy natural gas and just ship it anywhere in the world. I mean, that's pretty fucking sweet i mean this is gonna be Clyde is gonna be so awesome we ship it when it
3: when it gets more and more data but in 10 years if we're still doing the show after we sign these really big deals with digital wild counters because (laughs) we have millions and millions and millions of
0: users We could go back and collide and see me saying that three years ago when I signed this really (laughs) big deal with with Digital Wild. You are its lead investor.
3: Is that what you mean? Um, You didn't know that instead of getting paid, you're paying. Um, (laughs) But what's interesting is to look at market share, like what's going to happen to United States um, on an export basis? And will these sort of long-term contracts that, you know, you know, the Qataris. You know, once some of these plants get built, Scotland's about to shut down their sort of last uh, refinery, partly because it's not run very well and it's been losing money, but Scotland's starting to import more and more. It'll be interesting to see like who's gonna win long-term. And that will always change. You always have the ability to get in there with a lower price, but some of these, some of these countries are signing like you know 30-year deals, as we've talked about if, before. If
0: it was truly about the environment, the Marshall Plan of the current <clears throat> time would be for the United States and Europe to finance cheap LNG infrastructure all throughout the world, and let's just be done with coal. I mean, that that right. if it truly is just about the environment, that that could be a rational step to take. I'm not sure I would do it, but I'm just saying you could make that case. So,
1: yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of just being an energy maximalist. Like, I don't like bashing on coal anymore. To be honest,
3: I'm with you because I was thinking. I was just thinking this. Like, what do you think the coal people listening that are
1: pro coal? No, I know what they think. I know what they think because no, I know what they think because I'm at Toby Rice's house one day and I'm up until like three o'clock in the morning drinking whiskey with them. Wake up at six o'clock to get on a plane. Come back home, and I'm like, man, I'm going to pass out. Like, I don't drink a lot, and I definitely don't drink whiskey, but when I'm with Toby, he likes drinking whiskey, so I'll drink whiskey with him. Get on this plane at 7 o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to pass out, take a nap. Well, the guy that I'm sitting next to is congressman for some district in West Virginia. And Uh we saw that whole plane had a fucking four-hour energy talk from me and this dude, and, like, I got so much perspective from that talk because he was one of those guys that is pro-coal he's like we did everything that they asked you know uh we we cleaned up our our coal plants you know clean coal yep Mm -hmm. he's like and they still attack us he's like so i don't agree with toby's messaging Mm -hmm. when you know it's natural gas versus coal he's like you guys can win on that he's like but they're gonna come for natural gas he's like so it actually changed my perception on that a little bit because i did meet someone that came from the coal industry. And if we keep going down that path of just propping up natural gas because it's displacing coal, well, yeah. next thing is, is, well,
0: well you, know, you know what I will say, I will look at the camera and say, West Virginia, I'm sorry. I talked bad about coal. I didn't even know y'all had the internet and had YouTube and could watch <laughs> this. So I'm really sorry. Wow. <laughs>
2: Damn. So one, one thing to interject <laughs> and I'm exactly where you are on coal. And that is really well il- illustrated. If you watch Scott Tinker's uh, Switch On from a couple of years ago, he does these full feature, high production value, world traveling energy investigations. And one of the segments in Switch On is about Vietnam. Mm. Vietnam is overwhelmingly coal fired and they have a huge domestic endowment of coal. Mm. And the the Vietnam segment was on meeting with people in the, you know, human health and welfare and public interest and all the recognized problems of unabated coal burning or unmitigated Mm -hmm. coal burning. But the trade-off was just about everybody on the street said, you know, we, we recognize that that is a trade-off, but the trade-off to not, continue to plow ahead and grow based on being coal powered is not one we're willing to take because standard of living is just growing by leaps and bounds yeah. and that's that's the other thing that you know the 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 realistic displacement of coal by natural gas internationally has a huge efficiency and cost advantage to overcome that accrues to coal and you know countries are just not going to, okay, we get an emissions improvement, there's, there's going to be a real economic yeah. um, hurdle to overcome. Arjun Murti's talked about this quite a bit and I thought about it when I first thought, well, we can just displace coal wor- worldwide and solve the emissions problem. It, it's, it's not, you know, it's not that yeah, simple. The
1: same thing I say to renewable folks, they're like, oh, well, LNG is gonna keep, you know, these countries from getting on renewables. It's like if renewables are better, Right. From an economic perspective. They'll do it. They'll do it, yeah. yeah. And it's the same thing with coal and natural gas. It's like, hey, they're going to pick coal if coal is the cheaper and more
2: efficient method to doing that. And so... um, It's where do the additions come from and what makes sense. But, you know, in in many countries around the world, to have a functioning natural gas grid, you got to build the infrastructure. Yeah. So... No, 100%. Huge,
1: huge capital up front. Yeah, I mean, we really... You know, when everyone talks about, oh, well, they're building pipelines. Like, I don't think that the average American realize how many pipelines are in the United States. I mean, it's crazy just the veins that are running through this country, right? Just look at a map. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, it really is incredible. Like, it's something that when Jacob should pull up a map of, you know, natural gas pipelines. And and, and that's just
0: pull up pipelines that are older than 50 years. Yeah. I mean, even that's a crazy looking map, too. And so
1: that's a century- almost of building infrastructure and yeah. So none of these conversations are that, that simple is what it, what it boils down to.
2: Always. And poorly operated, you have fugitive methane emission issues that kind of cancel out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 100%.
0: All right. Quick close on what we've been doing on BDE is at the end of each episode, running a quick, summary of an election in a country. This is the year of the election. Two billion people are estimated to be voting on the planet. Seven of the 10 largest democracies are having elections this year. A lot of geopolitical important countries like Great Britain, et cetera, are having their elections. So we've gone through various, uh, we've talked about Taiwan. We talked about Pakistan last week. This week is gonna be a little bit of good news when it comes, cause we've been pointing out the problems, AI, corruption. This is a little bit of a good news. Indonesia on Valentine's day, 2024 had their election. They're the third largest democracy on the uh, planet. They're the largest Muslim majority uh, democracy on the planet. They wound up having almost 65 percent voter turnout for an election that by all reports had a little bit of hint of corruption but not much so the good news was we seem to have a legitimate election everybody's accepted the losers accepted official tallies will be out Mm -hmm. next month but what you had happen and by the way. This guy has literally one of the coolest names. So Joko Widodo, I think is how you pronounce it, was the two-term serving president. Does, so dry, does oh, he drive funny. a Yokokawa? <laughs> he's he's termed out so he couldn't run. His nickname is joko Oh, yeah, Joko-wee. Joko-wee. And so anyway, joko couldn't run again. But the 72-year-old uh, defense minister... Sub-bianto? You know who that is, Mark? Can't do this. I, no, I just I love Chuck pronouncing these names. I, I love the fact that people in West Virginia are now making fun of me for <laughs> yeah. that. But anyway, uh, he won with what appears to be about 60% of the vote. And the only real controversy that that happened is his running mate is the 36-year-old son of Jokowi. Um, And the reason that's controversial is 40 is the minimum age, but the Indonesian constitutional sure. court, who is headed by Jokowi's brother-in-law, ruled that it was okay <laughs> that the uh, the son was vice president. You can't make this up. <laughs> there were also some uh, lower court uh, suggested delays in the race, but an appeals court overturned it. But outside of that... This is pretty impressive, because there are literally like hundreds of islands that make up Indonesia. It's, there was some rain, but you had 65% turnout. Everybody worldwide seems to be accepting the, uh, the election. So we had an, an election in a growing democracy, which is always good to see. Uh, the, the betting is, is that Indonesian policy towards China and America is going to stay the same they're going to play both of us off each other and not really take a side so
2: and in related news part of his campaign platform planks will be adopted southwest is adding indonesia jakarta to the to the global route map so chuck will be able to visit nice there we go
0: <laughs> perfect may not come back but <laughs> all right guys so i'll, I'll
2: exhaust my working knowledge of bahasa and say "Terima kasih," which means thank you <laughs> ah, there we go. Well, <laughs> let me just
3: caveat one thing. Democracies are short lived and end violently, so I'm not sure I'm necessarily celebrating the democracy because we are a republic, by the way. But second, I wanted to ask you a question. You said two billion people are voting.
0: Potentially, worldwide. Potentially.
3: How many of those people are voting twice?
0: Uh <laughs> <laughs> and
3: how many of them are actually alive, yeah. and how many dead are voting? Oh, <laughs> but know,
1: Mark's not laughing. But uh, we got to wrap this show up. <laughs> We're getting long in the tooth here. I heard you guys last week went like, yeah, "Yeah, an hour and a half last He's time." You pissed. didn't have someone here to sit you guys. It's gotta just stop. been so long. got I know, dude. Mark, good to see does. you, bro. Arkansas just had no humor today. Arkansas, like, Straight to business. I was on a 620 <laughs> straight, flight this morning. Straight, so straight facts. After, <laughs> after, after uh, just the facts. three so hours of sleep. Couldn't crack a smile from Mark. Tough crowd today. But hopefully you guys laughed. Um, we'll be back next week. Um, if you like the show, um, please share it. Love when we see you guys sharing it on Twitter and LinkedIn. It helps a ton. So thank you for doing that. And we'll catch we'll you on the next one. We'll see
0: you in Midland on Thursday. Yep, we'll be in
1: Midland tech Energy Tech nerd, yeah.
0: Night.